1: Welcome into DC On Screen, episode 407. This is our weekly DCEU news. I am your host, David C. Robertson. This, my robust co-host, Jason Goss. Hello. I don't know what, why you're so robust. I don't know why I say that.
2: I
3: I have a presence.
1: <laughs> you do. It it
3: takes place within <laughs> the, the, the space that I am occupying. Right. Importantly, not without that space. Mm-hmm. So when I say I have a presence, I mean that I exist. Nothing more.
1: Okay. I was just thinking about an Olive Garden commercial.
3: Yeah, that has more presence than I do. You
1: That's know, fair.
3: when when you lay things out, you know, uh, on a mm-hmm. celebrity-type scale. Yeah, Olive Gordon, way, way more important than I am. Did I say Gordon? Olive Gordon. Olive Gordon is <laughs> way more important than I am.
1: It's Barbara Gordon's little sister.
3: Yeah. <laughs> She's half Italian.
1: Well, this is a fun start. Uh-oh. Yeah. So there's, uh, there's, I don't know, not a huge amount of stuff to talk about this week with DCEU news, but, uh, I, I feel like, uh, well, I feel like it's robust news.
3: Sure. <laughs> Everyone's kind of laying in wait for San Diego Comic Con.
1: Yeah, I feel like that's probably the case. But, um, we're going to break away from, uh, the norm and, um, hit up something jeff Johns said to uh umberto gonzalez at heroic hollywood and uh umberto is saying that he met with jeff johns a month ago at the dc museum post wonder woman screening and they were talking about the dceu going forward and john said it was going uh to have open optimism as a compass now um uh, john's Has also been quoted as saying, get to the essence of the character and make the movies fun. Just make sure that the characters are the characters with heart, humor, hope, heroics, and optimism at the base. Uh, So that's echoing things he's already said. He's been saying for months, but um, it's making the rounds again because it's been a slow news week. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. And um, following it up, uh, Kevin Feige, uh, head of Marvel Studios was talking to uh, I guess that's how you say that but uh, <laughs> and they asked about the um, well they said we have a lot of questions about the DC universe how do you see them and Kevin Feige says I buy a ticket and I watch the movie <laughs>
3: <laughs> well done buddy
1: and they asked about the rivalry and he says Well there's not really a rivalry the rivalry rivalry is much more amongst the press I think Jeff Johns is a very good friend of mine. We grew up together in the business and recently celebrated Richard Donner, who we both used to work for. We talked about that last week. And he says, so I applaud all the success he has. I really just look at it as a a fan. When the movies perform well and are well-received, it's good for us, which is why I'm always rooting for them.
3: That sounds more accurate.
1: I am going to keep talking about these stories as they happen. Because I'm tired of being called not a fan <laughs> for liking Marvel. That's just the that's just the truth of it. Yeah. That and I just I want us all to come together. That's the big thing.
3: Now it it uh, what do they call it? Uh pop tent movies or mm? is it a uh, I want to say pop, pop- tent movie? No what's, what what's the term? pole movies. <laughs> <laughs> yep
1: yeah, okay. That's what I wanted. I think what you were describing was a very different kind it was of movie. A very
3: different kind of movie. Um, wink, significantly wink, more nudge nudge. Uh, letters than the single x for for the one i was describing
1: more spandex actually yeah well i mean yeah they, they at uh, least for a minute
3: yeah there's more latex than anyway uh all in all it, it all these movies have to do well or the 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 studio execs will stop buying them
1: Hmm. i even discussed that as well um about how thrilled he was that wonder woman was or is a huge success and uh the it's putting to bed all of the uh the beliefs of previous years. He was like, there was a string of female led superhero movies uh, years ago that didn't, that weren't very good, but the studio executives just thought that meant that women couldn't carry a movie like this. And he was glad to see Wonder woman was kind of killing that and destroying that, that mentality.
3: Yeah. Everyone points to Electra. Um,
1: yeah. Of course he also, he was like, we have Ant-Man and the Wasp coming up. Yeah. And we also have, you know, Captain Marvel. Yep. So he was pimping his wares as well, but uh, isn't that what it's all about? <laughs> Anywho, I mean, yeah, but I, uh, uh,
3: we've stressed this several times. We're all on the same side here,
1: absolutely. Um, by the way, and I'm gonna toot my own horn because I enjoyed my own response to this. Um, <laughs> uh, I saw a um, there was an article where it was like John Linda said that he's bored shitless by Marvel movies. And I retweeted the article and said, now I guess he knows how I felt watching Blues Brothers 2000. (laughs) 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 Oh, John. I still love and respect you for Trading Places and, of course, the Blues Brothers. Sure. But come on, man. Come on. Anyway.
3: There's a a Uh, thing called heyday. He may be past mm -hmm. that one. The (laughs) the calendar may have turned.
1: Maybe. Or maybe he should just stop working with Dan Aykroyd.
3: (laughs) That... That may have turned from an idea to a suggestion to a maxim.
1: <laughs> He's got it written above his computer at home. Stop um,
3: working with DA.
1: Now, we, um, we did, I did mention that it's been a slow news week, and it seems like whenever we have less than 15 pages of news, that week it has been reported that Supergirl and Brainiac are going to be part of Man of Steel 2. Yeah. We got that again this week. Uh, it was debunked. By uh, Umberto Gonzalez, he also debunked the rest of the four chan leak. Uh, that, I mean, the whole thread, man. He said everything else. He said it's not true. So is everything else in this thread. And I mean, we're talking about just a whole bunch of crap uh, stuff with Wonder Woman. Like, oh, Wonder Woman two is going to have Cheetah and Circe. Well, I mean, you literally named like the only other two Wonder Woman villains that most people know. Yeah, seriously. So, I mean, that's not a scoop. And there are a bunch of other things like Superman, and Shazam, and uh, you know I, I'm not getting into it because it's pretty much debunked at this Dude, point. It's, until it's further 4chan.
3: if someone speaks in the declarative form on four chan, just question it immediately.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, Zack Snyder confirmed a pretty fun fan theory about Batman v Superman. Uh, the Kingslayer, a user on Vero, uh, wrote, "Love this scene in the Zimmer score. Sums up what BVS is really about." uh clark just trying to do the right thing but everyone just refers to him as some higher power as they say and the day of the dead partakers put their hands on him almost as if he's a god they could finally meet plus the symbolism of clark being dragged down by the people who died during him and zod's fight symbolized by people dressed in skeletons honoring the dead maybe that's just my overthinking still super duper scene Zack snyder responded and said no no that's right
3: (laughs) (laughs) nope nailed it good work buddy
1: there were there
3: were so many like messianic overtones in that in that movie and then uh, Mm -hmm. even in bbs here and there (sighs) yeah of course of course that makes sense
1: yeah yeah absolutely so uh wonder woman has the best third weekend for a dceu movie That's the thing that's happened. You know, I didn't, because I'm a terrible host and I didn't pay attention to what I was not doing, I uh, am going to now go over to Box Office Mojo and see what the the numbers are on that right now.
3: (laughs) I'll be happy to fill time by just uh, saying that I've I've enjoyed reporting every week that Wonder
1: Woman is doing well. Mm Mm-hmm. And, like, I saw a lot of clickbait articles that was, uh, Cars 3 upends Wonder Woman outdistances Wonder Woman. No, it's a uh, DCU is over. Um,
2: no, no, no,
1: nope. Um, it's only had like a 30% drop from last weekend, which is really super good. Yeah. Um, it's the third weekend. So, I mean, it's summertime. We, we knew this was going to happen. We knew this was coming. Uh, worldwide has made 573 million. Uh, oh, 573.5 million. That's
3: really good for three weeks in, man.
1: Yeah. So, um, domestic total, uh, as of June 18th is, uh, 275, uh, million and, uh, and, and counting. Yeah. I mean, so I wouldn't worry about it. It's, uh, don't, don't fall into the clickbait trap. It's doing really good. No, I, do really well.
3: I think Both I factions. may be contributing more. I've got a, uh, couple people in my life that haven't seen it yet. may just drag mm-hmm. them to it.
1: Mm-hmm. Mhm. And um, you know, uh Sam Otten over the JLU podcast on Twitter uh posted a chart. I sent it to you, the showing like um Wonder Woman's rise mm-hmm. compared to all the other uh solo The Origin uh, Stories? Origin films, yeah. And uh she's catching up quick. Yeah. So, well, what
3: I saw in that chart was uh out of all the other properties and and Deadpool being some weird outlier that kind of kills everything cuz that mm-hmm. film just, just just distorted everything that, that that Marvel and DC were up to. Uh, it did, and deservedly so. It was a fantastic movie. Yeah, but uh, looking at that chart, I mean, she is just climbing up on his back like that. Mm-hmm. It, it it almost begs for Ryan Reynolds to get in costume and mention it.
1: You know what? I actually just you saying she is getting up on his back. That I just saw that in my head.
3: Don't you want? Don't you want a little quick uh, like a minute and fifteen YouTube? reference
1: <laughs>
3: and you know I mean, damn I, well it'd be funny because ryan reynolds would <laughs> obviously nah, I don't, I don't, make that good
1: i mean that'd be fine it'd be all right what i want is wonder woman and deadpool in a movie together
3: oh of course of course but <laughs> that's a formula that's so universal it any any uh i don't know any chunky character we'll call it something that's got some meat behind it plus deadpool is a film waiting to happen just uh, is yeah Plus this version of Deadpool, I should say.
1: Yeah. I you know, I'd just watch it happily.
3: <laughs> yep.
1: Alright, so um Patty Jenkins was talking to in uh to in an interview with Business Insider, and um she was answering the question about whether or not uh the negative uh criticism toward the tone of bvs and suicide squad had any effect on wonder woman if they you know mandated that she make a brighter movie um she said it could have and it certainly does in the industry in our case we were incredibly fortunate dc didn't give didn't ever give me a mandate of tone And I pitched to Warner Brothers and DC 10 years ago. I want to make the origin movie a la the first Superman with Christopher Reeve. I want to go back and try to do a grand piece of cinema for her. So I had been very strong about being excited about that idea, and they really supported it from the start. So we were already just different. It's hard to apply anything about one movie to another. So luckily, no, we just carried on. We were like far away in England making this movie, so we we just trudged on. I said I wanted to make the origin story, and I wanted to make it a great love story, and have humor, and all of those things as well. As far as the logistics of what period that story takes place in, or who the villain is, is plenty is changed plenty. But that's not the point. To me, the spirit of it has remained, and also it feels to me like the right spirit to do Wonder Woman in anyway. Of course, there could be other great versions, uh, but she's just a clean, grand superhero that I really liked the idea of her eliciting that kind of treatment in a big, classic movie. Yeah. And uh you love Jared Leto. On. Yeah. Jared Leto in- enjoyed it as well. On Instagram he shared a picture of his whole 30 Seconds to Mars crew and they were all like doing like the uh, the cross-armed Wonder Woman bracelet stance. <laughs> and he said took the entire 30 Seconds to Crew sorry 30 Seconds to Mars crew to Wonder Woman last night. Loved the movie. Loved the actors, loved everything about it, and Gal Gadot was perfect. Great work! Congrats and thanks to Team Wonder Woman and Warner Brothers Entertainment. P.S. When I was a kid, I used to watch the OG TV series religiously.
3: <laughs> nice. Yeah, they're uh, they're so, touring right hmm. now with Muse. Actually, uh,
1: that's that's odd. Well, not
3: I don't know a little bit, but I was just they were in Atlanta uh, last week, and I deeply regret not being able to see that.
1: Hmm. Really?
3: Yeah, I love Muse so That's, much there
1: we go there we are
3: yeah 30 seconds to Mars I to has say, like I'm a like... couple of songs that i i, I could <laughs> get sentimental with i guess from back in high school but i any excuse to go see muse actually okay. i i still remember um like i got to see muse for a second in atlanta for like four songs they they were playing a side stage for the cure hmm. it, it was a festival where like we we stayed for the cure but i was so young i didn't understand that that was cool Yeah. Like, I I didn't understand that that was actually something I should probably stick around and enjoy. So I Mm -hmm. got to see Muse do, like, a couple songs on a side stage in Atlanta. And then a buddy of mine went back to to see him in, uh, I forget which venue in Atlanta, but it was uh, this infamous incident where uh, the lead singer and guitarist got so into his, uh, I don't know, stage persona or uh, his performance that he busted his upper lip with his guitar. Uh-huh. And like tried to sing a few uh, a few more bars, I suppose, and finally had to admit through like all the blood pouring off his top lip, I think there's something wrong with my face or something like that, and uh, <laughs> was was uh, was taken off stage, and 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 they didn't get to come back for that tour. Mm. It was a sad ending to to what was otherwise uh, probably going to be a good show. Well, there's my muse uh, outtake,
1: muse musings.
3: Yep, muse musings. Good band, though. Seriously. Uh, love those guys.
1: All right. I, I like one song I've heard of theirs.
3: <laughs> there are um, a plenty,
1: And I don't remember what it's called.
3: I really have no idea how they hooked up with 30 Seconds to Mars. It, it, it's not the same style of music at all.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's weird.
3: I don't know. Like, if, if it was like Deftones and 30 Seconds to Mars, I'd be like, okay, this makes sense. <laughs> I can. I Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Those guys at the Tabernacle. Got it. Good. I don't know what to all do. All right. That. All right. Go ahead.
1: so uh ewan bremner who played charlie the sniper in wonder woman was uh talking about the uh the photograph the uh photograph from bvs Mm -hmm. and um you know how difficult it was to recreate it essentially he said um because the photograph was shot about a year and a half before wonder woman was uh, started shooting (laughs) and it was shot with half-built sets Um, he says it meant that when we eventually got around to shooting the scene that the photograph is from, we had to really painstakingly recreate it because we took the photo against a half-built set and away sets uh, were still being built at that point. So by the time we came around to filming that scene, probably about five months later, the sets were much more developed. So we had to find a way to recreate the exact same image after a year and a half had gone by.
3: That's rough.
1: Yeah, I thought it was kind of interesting.
3: Yeah, they did well enough that I it didn't even occur to me that was a different image.
1: I did. I noticed.
3: I I had no no chance I had enough recollection of the previous image to no, I I was lost.
1: Uh I, I noticed some differences. I noticed it didn't look quite right, but um it's sort of like, you know, when we come back to uh Star Trek 4 and the Klingon ship interior looks completely different than it did in Star Trek 3. <laughs> and you're like, eh, I don't know." Let's just ignore it. <laughs>
3: <sighs> yeah, so many things go or, down that way.
1: Or you know, they also beginning of Star Trek three, you see the ship coming in, and you're like, oh, those burn marks on the hull don't match the burn marks that should have been there from Wrath of Khan. Whatever, whatever. <laughs> right,
3: Years long continuity errors aside, I, uh, they did a pretty good job recreating it.
1: Mm-hmm. They did.
3: I say that <laughs> I mean, also having. Uh, just admitted that i didn't even notice
1: right i mean you know
3: i don't know if I'm that's evidence you. for or against or it's either evidence for their prowess or against my uh diligence I'm not sure maybe a mixture
1: ah the old prowess suicide <laughs> i don't know what i'm talking about linda carter presented uh, the wonder woman script to the u.s library of congress uh specifically to dr carla hayden from as a gift from director Patty Jenkins there was a lot of uh, a lot of talking a lot of Linda Carter reading something Patty Jenkins had written and uh, it was pretty boring so moving on <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry it's cool that it was that it happened but I wasn't going to read all that
3: I didn't I didn't look into it either but uh still cool that it's it's admitted
1: I watched the video but I felt like they were both acting kind of like you know childishly fake like oh man here's a big thing this is so cool Mm. and i was just not into it
3: (laughs) i didn't i didn't get that far i i saw that headline at some point and thought
1: oh cool all right
3: yeah that that makes sense and then moved on with my life
1: Mm -hmm. so uh here's some big news and caused a little bit of a controversy um danny elfman is going to be composing justice league
3: i'm waiting for the point where that's controversial
1: it's controversial because, I mean, I, myself, I stepped onto Twitter, uh, and, you know, basically, uh, here, here's my point. I love Danny Elfman. Danny Elfman is a musical god to me, has been since 89's Batman. Um, I have CDs of his, you know, I, I have soundtracks, so I don't own some of these movies, but because Danny Elfman did it, I have it. Sure. Um, and of course, he didn't just do Batman and Batman Returns. He you know, he contributed to pieces of uh, Batman the Animated series. He can I mean Spider Man, Spider Man Two, uh Oingo Boingo if you want to go that far. Uh <laughs> Beetlejuice, uh Nightmare Before Christmas. Mm-hmm. Uh I have several of these of his compositions floating in my head any given time. Yeah. Um and uh I in that way, yes, I am very excited for him being on Justice League. However, I am somewhat concerned, as Zack Snyder had hired uh, Junkie XL to be the um, the the composer for the movie. And it's not like Junkie XL hasn't done anything. I mean, uh, he's got Mad Max Fury Road. He's got Deadpool, you know. And not to mention pieces of Man of Steel and, uh, you know, sharing the credit with Hans Zimmer and Batman v Superman. Uh-huh. Um, I'm pretty sure and that's apparently- his
3: iconic riff on... Wonder Woman.
1: Mm, I don't. I don't. Was it? I don't even know. Him and him and Hans Zimmer
3: wrote it, but I, I. It just feels like that. Da, 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 you know the 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 riff that comes on every time you see her in full costume. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's yeah his. yeah yeah.
1: It might be. I I wanted to say no, but you know, I, I I might be wrong. Anyway, um, I'm just guessing. I felt like it was you know he I know he uh contributed heavily to the, the badass version of Come Together for the last trailer that we got. I must, and um, I, I would
3: like the full version of that.
1: Mm-hmm. But um he doesn't seem happy about the situation. He says, as my mentor Hans Zimmer told me, you haven't made it in Hollywood as a composer until you get replaced on a project. So I guess I finally graduated this week. It pains me to leave the project, but a big thanks to Zach for asking me to part of his vision, and I wish Danny, Joss, and Warner Brothers all the best with Justice League. Uh, and, of course, Elfman has uh, some familiarity with Whedon uh, on Age of Ultron. Now, I want to believe that people just weren't happy with what Junkie XL was doing for the tone of the film, and that they decided to, to replace him. Um, and it's not like... I was kind of thinking for a while, like I was talking to Eli Opelgers of Stealing the Remote, Uh, one of our listeners, lovely guy. And we were both concerned about this and, you know, kind of looking at the timeline of it, but you know, composers get like, you know, Hans Zimmer, for instance, gets like, uh, something like, uh, Ooh, gosh, I can't even remember. I looked it up and I was going to put it in the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Um, he gets way less than, than five months to compose. Um, then again, junkie XL isn't Hans Zimmer. So,
3: no, and I don't know if he has the the chops to do you know thirty two piece orchestras in a month and a half for an hour and a half worth of uh, that's mm-hmm. that's several suites tied together.
1: Yeah. Um. And apparently, Junkie Excel has been working on this the whole time, but look, I mean, we can't we we can't really glean anything from the time frame frame anyway. Um.
3: Now, the the time frame if anything if anything indicates that they've. Uh, started heavily into post-production
1: mm-hmm.
3: that they the first thing that comes to mind to me is that they, they heard some of the uh, kind of first draft stuff out of Junkie XL and thought well, it's not exactly the tone and Danny Elfman's on board and we we, we do like his tone slightly better. And the, the major mm-hmm. thing for me would be that Danny Elfman obviously can do this. He's done it dozens of times at this point in his career.
1: Actually here's here's the answer I was looking for. I literally put in to Google how long does it take to compose a film score? Mm-hmm. They brought up Google brought up Hans Zimmer from Cora. Um he gets six to twelve weeks to write two hours of music. Um so That's rough. You know Yes, I mean, it is. It's
3: we're not I mean, it's not rough if you're talking about like iconic albums of some kind. I mean, mm-hmm. God, I I don't know how many albums have been written in two weeks in a, in a a cabin in the middle of the woods. It's not that. <laughs> we're talking we're talking orchestras,
1: yeah, um, but you know uh, it makes me this what this calls into question for me to some degree, and i'm not s I'm not screaming that the sky is falling necessarily I'm not saying I'm not chicken little over here, but I will say that I have a massive sky shaped bump on my head, um because this feels like weeden this feels like Whedon uh excising. Uh, more Zack Snyder choices. And, you know, maybe they just. I, I would like to believe that they just heard XL's uh, score and didn't care for it and just thought it's just not going to work. Uh, but, you know, for me, it kind of, at the time at least, more so, I've chilled out a little bit. But um, on Twitter, I was talking. I was like, oh man, this, this, like, <laughs> Whedon's putting more than just the tip in, guys. This is. This is getting scary. I don't know. I mean, which is which is you know what is fine because I love Joss Whedon and I I've always trusted him. I trust Jeff Johns and Joss Whedon uh, and Danny Elfman more than anyone that's been involved in the DCEU so far. I honestly but I think I,
3: that's the major point though. Is
1: I I don't necessarily really I, I don't think
3: it's necessarily Joss Whedon, uh, you know, getting up in that. Mm-hmm. It it's probably more him getting in and and maybe being the. The last person out of the studio execs that agreed, "Hey, yeah, maybe we should give this somebody more experienced." This is a this is the kind of movie I'm going to use the word tentpole now um, deliberately instead of searching for it. This is a tentpole mm-hmm. movie that needs to yeah. work, and maybe we don't leave it with a, a guy who obviously is talented but hasn't done this so many times. Danny Elfman has yeah. done this successfully and many times. Mm-hmm. and yeah. him and Whedon have worked together, like you said, maybe it's just one of the situations where they said, look, we we love what you start, and I'll I'll, I'll bet you that Elfman is listening to his track, because you got to remember, when Junkie XL records them, they're no longer his. Uh-huh. He did it for the studio. So he, he's probably yeah. listening to what he had started, and I'll bet some of it gets incorporated heavily.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe he's replaced. He, said, he made the statement replaced. Um, but that happens
3: all the time.
1: But you know, it's, it's one of those things where I mean, it was I was talking when I was talking to Eli, I was like, well, look, you know, I um, I absolutely fully adore Edgar Wright, but Marvel had bought so much credibility by that point. I said, well, Marvel knows best. Yeah. When when they replaced Edgar Wright, I was like, nah, it pains me, but Marvel knows best. <laughs> There's Here, probably a reason. They've got some damn fine names that's doing the replacing, and I know that the. I know that the party line that's being towed here is that Zack Snyder chose Joss Whedon to come in and finish this thing, but I feel like that, even with with Elfman being, or with Junkie being replaced, I feel like maybe that's even called into question to some degree. No, no, I, like, that,
3: all, that all still seems to make some sense. Like, if Zack Snyder said, look, I'd like to hand the reins over here, he probably mm-hmm. didn't say I'd like to hand the reins over, but only to this extent. I mean, come on, mm-hmm. Snyder's still dealing with some serious stuff right now. He's oh, he absolutely. doesn't a shit who's composing this movie right now. Come on, he doesn't give a damn. And he shouldn't. He needs to be dealing with what he's dealing with.
1: Well, maybe he does, maybe he doesn't. He uh, might in retrospect, you know, I, but I right know, now, but
3: yeah, I doubt it.
1: Yeah, it's it's always... I, I mean, I doubt very seriously that when he uh, handed over
3: the reins to someone that he... he, I think he respected as much as Joss we... I oh sure I think when he handed over the reins he wasn't doing so with stipulations. Well,
2: no, I think he I mean, kind of said,
3: "Hey, look, I got it can't. this far. There's some stuff to be done. I got to go do some stuff," and and walked away. Mm-hmm. And uh, Warner Brothers, to their credit, finally uh, understands <laughs> who they're dealing with, and it's it's Joss Dan Whedon. He he can handle this. He can punch right. up a film with the best of them.
1: I mean, I will say though, I mean, I'm not I'm not saying that uh, you know, uh, and and some people like I was talking to. Um, Travis Langston on Twitter, and he linked me to uh, basically some someone trolling, a fake troll of Joss Whedon, and I didn't even realize it at the time. But apparently neither did uh, Jeff Johns, who responded to him. <laughs> um, this fake Joss Whedon said, you know, uh, gosh, what was it? Uh, Thank you, Jeff Johns, for asking me to reshoot the entire Justice League movie. I'm honored. <laughs> and then Jeff Johns said, did I mention we're going to put Spider-Man and Scooby-Doo in it? <laughs> and um and you know my response is basically like oh yeah big wigs throwing sarcasm out to the people who are concerned whatever that doesn't mean that it's not you know right you know that just you know that's classic old tactic but uh to make the the detractors look stupid but I'm not detracting I I Really love Joss Whedon. I was looking forward to the Zack Snyder, uh, vision. And, uh, I, I hope that the extensive reshoots, you know, we, we've been hearing all these rumors about the extensive, significant reshoots and everything.
3: Yeah. I mean, we know their reshoots. We don't know the extent
1: mm-hmm. they're filming in London right now. Yeah. Um, and, um, I, and yes, there were set peak licks. Uh, we're not, we're not, we're not licks, leaks, mm-hmm. set pick leaks. And we're not talking about that necessarily. But, um, I'll be happy to talk to you about it on Twitter, but, uh, or email or something. But, um, yeah, I, I want the best. I'm rooting for this movie hard. I really am. If Danny Elfman is what needs to happen, Danny Elfman is what needs to happen. I'm a little worried about the Suicide Squad syndrome is all I'm saying, because we got all of those leaks and, you know, we very much liked Batman v Superman. We wanted Suicide Squad to be like the best thing ever in the world. And, um... I enjoyed it, but it wasn't the best thing ever in the world, yeah, by any stretch. Um, and but we had all those, we had all those uh, rumors and reports of like, oh man, there are like three different, three or four different cuts of the film, and it's going to be a mess, and blah blah blah. And I was like, ah, that's just you know clickbait and detractors being assholes. Yeah, but and then they were all right.
3: No, they, <laughs> they weren't though. I mean, Wonder, Wonder Woman had the same set of rumors.
1: Um, she had one, one rumor that was so unsubstantiated. I felt like, like if you actually go back and look, there was like a like way less, like they were already gearing up to like slam justice league with wonder woman. Like, look at how great this is. Better step it up, Zach. Um, no, they were doing that, but there were also so many
3: rumors of reshoots and uh, it it had the same kind of, uh, detraction that, that suicide squad had. In the it month or two really before, the thing that Suicide Squad had that ended up being unfortunately, um, I don't know, truish. <laughs> I'm still going to hedge my bet there, but like, the the thing that actually stuck was a couple days before. Once the 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 press was off the leash, then some bad reviews came out, and it was like 72 hours before the film actually came out. I mean, it was it mm-hmm. was really short lived. Like Wonder Woman mm-hmm. had a lot of, oh my god, this film's a mess. Oh my god, this film has reshoots. Oh my god every film has that to some extent now look i i understand uh, what you're saying is is like it's only came from one source but it 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 comes from a ton of sources as far as jackass is talking it like it it was a story that was out there but for wonder woman ended up being not true the story Mm -hmm. i mean i don't know the film to me kind of objectively holds together pretty well i don't i don't think
1: well what i mean by one source is you know wonder woman had one one person on like i think it was the the schmoes no podcast or whatever, say it's a mess. And then they didn't have anything to really back it up. Well, they were the anonymous,
3: uh, anonymous resources. Yeah. 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 yeah.
1: Yeah. Suicide squad though, had, you know, more and more just happening from different places and it was like, okay, there's been, there was like a cut and then there was a like studio cut. And then there was, and then there was like, Oh, the audiences didn't like the, the abuse angle. So that had to be changed. Yeah. And well, and a lot of that, not to mention being... the fact that he had to write it in six weeks, you know?
3: Oh yeah. Um, uh, this, this time around, apparently actually write it, which, uh, well, whoever it is, mm. I don't know who's actually in charge of writing this first draft, but uh, of what suicide squads, uh sequel.
1: Oh, I yeah, I don't know. I don't. They haven't really Presumably said a whole lot about it. Presumably, they
3: have more than six weeks, though.
1: Presumably, yeah. But I don't. I think David Ayer is doing. From what I understand, he's doing Gotham City Sirens, so he may have moved on. Yeah. right. The hell on. We haven't. Uh, I don't. From what what they've said. I don't. I don't, I don't think
3: at any point have have we. Uh, have I, I don't. I, yeah, David Ayer is not officially signed on for Suicide Squad's return in no, any not. capacity. So no, that's a. He
1: is signed on for uh, Gotham City Sirens, to my understanding.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's attached to it at least.
1: mm Hmm. I mean, he if it, he said he was going to direct it. I, you know, you know, how these for what go. that's worth, <laughs> for whatever that's worth. I mean, Doug right. Liman said he was going to direct Justice League Dark, but we see where that got us. Yeah.
3: You almost want to see like to uh, mention, a a contract a signed in trackies. blood released by Variety <laughs> before you actually believe that. <laughs> yeah. We have photocopies. I want, of the blood. I want of I David want Ayer. Nicholson.
1: I want Nicholson in Joker garb holding up uh, a feather going. It is legitimate. Right. I saw it. I was there. I saw it all. Reached up his dead hand. And then signed we'll his own it. blood. Yes. Um.
3: No, my, my <laughs> only point, though, is like it. all of these films get, get some amount of shit before they start. And a lot of the Absolutely. Suicide Squad stuff retroactively ended up making some sense. Mm. But it, it, they all get some amount of just anonymous uh, kind of free-for-all bullshit that starts out. The, the thing that started worrying us about Suicide Squad was that little period right before when some of the reviews came out and said, this thing's a mess. And it, it corroborated previous things. And then, I mean, mm-hmm. we went and saw it, especially when you added the, this is the thing I hate having to say over and over again. When you see the ultimate cut before WB fucked uh-huh. with it, <laughs> the movie makes sense. And then when you see the, the cut before, you're like, well, it's entertaining and right. I can make sense of it. But then you actually see the extra 13 or 30 minutes, depending on which movie you're watching. And... Mm-hmm. It's a it's it's a cogent film.
1: Yeah,
3: I don't know how many times we've stressed the point of uh, for WB of just please release the damn film.
1: Mm-hmm. And hopefully, I mean that's that's apparently going to be the case with Wonder Woman. Um,
3: that's my my greatest hope is that uh, Patty Jenkins maybe convinced them. Hey, just just make the movie, put it out there. Yeah,
1: but look, I I um I'm really torn. I really am. I'm torn on this Justice League movie. Uh I feel like in some ways I've seen what Joss Whedon can do cuz I've I've watched his Avengers movies and every pretty well every damn thing I'd, he's done I mean, honestly it's um
3: you've probably watched 90 plus percent of everything Joss Whedon's ever done
1: but you know I uh, I would like to see that 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 Snyder vision maybe I will maybe I won't and the thing is we probably won't get much of an idea of what we didn't you know of what he didn't do
3: it, yeah it um, would be it would be weird if you got in there and, and saw saw something and went, oh, that's Whedon. I mean, mm-hmm. principal photography is is called that for a reason. It's going to look like a Snyder film. It's going to feel like a Snyder film.
1: Now, he's writing scenes, so I might actually be able to do that.
3: Some of the dialogue might feel pretty whedon No doubt.
1: I might be like, hmm, that didn't sound clunky and It <laughs> 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 It
3: It might have that kind of... Um, I don't know that charming brevity that we're so used to with with Whedon.
1: Mm-hmm. But look, but it's gonna I, um, look like a Snyder film. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It might be the best of both worlds. I don't. I don't know. I, uh, I I'm hoping for the best. I'm pulling for it.
3: I and mean, minimally, uh, like,
1: mean I'm not concerned.
3: Minimally, Whedon would know that if you if you put in another person's vision in the middle of a film, it would be weird. So he's and, and he's mm-hmm. a good enough director that he's gonna. I don't know. Stay true to what, yeah. Uh, stay true to the majority of the film's presence. And look, he's not I just going to interject and Whedon, himself and and make it look weird and awkward. He's he's going to. I have one hundred percent faith yeah, that he's going to make it make sense.
1: And you know, I I joke about the about the writing, but Whedon is a freaking vetted script doctor. He knows how to change his tone into somebody else's. Yeah. So I think, um, and but you know, maybe maybe the. Maybe the film does need to be reworked a little bit to have that lighter tone, like Jeff Johns is wanting, and maybe it needs that. Maybe Zach understands that and says, "Look, I got to go do this thing anyway. You guys just take it from here." I don't know. I don't know what all happened behind the scenes, but uh, I am rooting for it at the very least. Yeah. Um, Kirsty Clemens has confirmed she'll be in Justice League. We got a confirmation a long time ago that she was going to have a cameo. But she told uh, Modelista Magazine, this November I'm making a cameo in Justice League as Iris West, and it's the first time that you meet her before we get to see her in The Flash with Ezra Miller. It was my first time doing something so extravagant like that. We filmed in London, and that's one of my favorite places. Uh, coincidentally or not, Army Hammer uh, posted a picture on Instagram of himself flying to London.
3: see where that goes. I, I mean... <laughs> he he may just be masterfully trolling at this point.
1: You know, I I'd bet you twenty bucks he shows up as the as the Green Lantern.
3: I I wouldn't even bet against you. I just I would also be willing to bet my standard dollar that he is <laughs> he is so caught up in in that set of media that he's just fucking with us by yeah. now. Like the the most telling thing so far is when he said, "Hey, this is all great, but my manager hasn't called me about shit."
1: Yeah, but that's exactly what he would say if it was a secret, like you know. Well, sure, super secret cameo. You know, that's exactly what he would say. And because last week I was sort of like, if
3: if that's what happens, but um,
1: when he was like when when we reported last week that he was like, "Oh, my manager hasn't called me or whatever," I went, "All right." (laughs) <laughs> but in deep in my head, I went use a damn lie, <laughs> army hammer.
3: Same time though, it seems it seems weird to like lie about. Oh, I have se- I have received no official representation, uh, context for my representation It it, it feels weird to, to do something so formal, even in, as informally as they did it. And then the next Look, week, be like, you know, I'm on my way to London. Wink, wink.
1: <laughs> I um, you gotta admit, those yeah. are kind of weird. Yeah, it's a bit weird. But, you know, like I've said before, all of these people are liars. That's what gives me pause with the Justice League movie. That's what, you know, gives me pause with Army Hammer flying to London. (laughs) Uh,
3: I mean, you're not wrong. This is a a city of professional liars.
1: They're actors.
3: Yeah. It's their job.
1: And the producers are like, nope, with the internet, we got to keep a tight lid. Right. Um, And, you know, none of, by the way, none of that before was to diminish at all any of the tragic, Family circumstances that Zack Snyder has to deal has to deal with. Period. Um,
3: yeah, no, not at all. Yeah, no, right. not at all. Any, that anything that's happening is in the wake of that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, join the League. Uh, put out pictures of uh, Justice League costumes with uh, mannequins of questionable quality wearing them. So if you want to go see. And look, you can't even like click on them to like get like a blown up version of the costumes. Mm. But if you just want to go check out the costumes, you can go there. I'll put up a link in the show notes. That's the thing that's happened. Sure. Matt Reeves was talking about his personal approach to Batman. He says, "Look, I'm just starting Batman because literally War for the Planet of the Apes. As I just said, we finished about a week ago, and now we're publicizing it. So we haven't even begun on Batman. For me." What's always important is to try and find a personal way in. And in that way, I do feel like I relate to actors. It's about understanding emotionally the way something is. I see this parallel between Caesar and Batman, really, which is this idea of these characters who are grappling with their own struggle and trying to do the right thing in an imperfect world. And so I do really relate to it, uh, to that kind of idea. Sounds fine. Personal approach. Uh, you know, I, I haven't seen those Eight movies, so I don't know about Caesar and Batman mm-hmm. being one the same yeah. or parallel to
3: right uh, that. But trying to do the right thing in an imperfect world is a, a phrase I would love to attach to any treatment for Batman.
1: Yeah, that's fine. And some of his, you know, some of Matt Reeves' visuals, I still haven't sat down and really watched anything he's done. Neither have I. The trailer trailers. Some trailers. Yeah. <laughs>
3: that's all I've got. I love you, Jason. <laughs> uh- <laughs> We're on the same. Unwritten page here.
1: Yeah. All right. So, uh, moving on to, uh, some, some random fodder here. How the Lego Batman should have ended. It was fun. Did you see this no, thing? I sent you, it to you. You sent
3: me the link and I didn't get to watch it before we started.
1: Ah. Sorry. Okay. Well, uh, basically it's like they, they do the scene at the end and they just kind of start it where they're like all about the to clip together to bring the two sides of Gotham back together. And then, like, this the justice league just shows up and steals batman's spotlight.
2: <laughs> <laughs> just <laughs> and like
1: pull like Superman just like uses like Superman and Wonder Woman use their the lasso of truth and Superman just pulls on it and <laughs> reconnects everything. Nice. Um it was pretty funny and then like it, we cut out and it's like Batman and Superman sitting at the diner playing and Batman's like you ruined everything. Um that was fun. Yeah, um <laughs> those are
3: historically fantastic. I am going to go back and now, watch that uh, just they are. Because they're good. And, and yeah. I don't even mean deliberately. I just mean that at some point I'm going to be sitting around at a computer and that's going to show up and I'm going to watch it. I mm-hmm. may not even know when it's going to happen, mm-hmm. but it will.
1: It will. <laughs> Batman Returns is 25 years old. Isn't that sickening? <laughs> <laughs>
3: and we're young for that to be sickening, for God's sake.
1: <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, the Hollywood Reporter did a big uh, cast interview with uh, with with everyone from Batman Returns, and uh, there were a few interesting nuggets. I didn't get deep into it, but because um, I didn't think it was that interesting. But uh, some of my favorite bits: uh, the penguins, apparently, <laughs> like the literal penguins, mm-hmm. were apparently pretty aggressive, but and they had their own dressing room.
3: <laughs> I want that movie by itself, right? please.
1: Um. Tim Burton talked about how he had never really heard, like, working on Batman, that he had never heard the word franchise until Batman Returns. And it was when McDonald's came to them and was like, so what's the black stuff coming out of Penguin's mouth? Oh, God. (laughs) And and then he was like, then I heard that word a lot. (laughs) Um, um, Michelle Pfeiffer was really excited to play Catwoman. She almost didn't get to play Catwoman. Annette Bening was cast and then she got pregnant, so Michelle Pfeiffer got to do it. Um, but apparently the suit was super uncomfortable and I would believe it. Yeah. Um, my, my favorite bit though, was, uh, Michael Keaton spoke about how in the original script, there were like all of these big speeches that Batman had to give and Keaton just kept going through and going, nope, cut that, cut that, cut that. (laughs) And the screenwriter, the screenwriter was like, you know, I was like, why is he cutting all of his dialogue? And. Then when he watched the movie, he was like, "Oh, yep, nope." He was right. The costume does the work for him. He doesn't have to, he doesn't <laughs> have to talk at all.
3: <laughs> oh, that's fantastic!
1: Oh, and the bit where, um,
3: Keaton giving a little writer's uh, workshop for the poor guy.
1: Oh yeah, and apparently the bit where the uh, the clown had the bomb, and then he looks down and Batman's put the bomb on the clown and kicks him down into the hole. That wasn't in the real in the actual script. That was just something they they did because they thought it was fun. <clears throat>
3: who did not like killing a clown
1: hmm. originally in the, in the initial draft batman didn't kill anyone yeah. um, i'm sure
3: there were a lot of jokes in the editing room about fuck you pennywise
1: <laughs> maybe yeah. you
3: ruined my childhood
1: so uh speaking of army hammer though uh he apparently has pretty fond memories of his bat suit from justice league mortal um he t- spoke about the uh the bat suit a bit he said it was a full functioning bat suit that they put together there were pistons and gears and springs in the story batman had been injured it was amazing they asked if he got to hang on to anything from it and he said no i would love to have a picture i hear there's something floating around out there i would like to see more pictures and stuff from justice league mortal Mm -hmm. i mean you know as much as you don't like george miller and as much as i'm whatever just kind of apathetic towards him sure I would like to see more about what that movie was going to be. All right, it, it could be as so, fun as
3: like the uh, what was that the uh, the return of Superman Lives or whatever what was that documentary? Oh,
1: the yeah the whatever it was the death and the no the, the death, death, death and return and of Superman
3: is a different thing with know. with Landis.
1: <laughs> it is yeah yeah Max Landis yeah um, I don't know what it's called I don't that remember
3: weird right thing now. about Nicolas it's, Cage's uh, almost yeah. Superman.
1: I think it was called the Death of Superman Lives.
3: That sounds right. That sounds good. Yeah.
1: It's a good yarn.
3: It actually was pretty, pretty good uh, documentary. I think we have an episode about mm-hmm.
1: that We, we I, I, thought we did. Yeah.
3: I don't know. We, we're somewhere a few hundred deep at this point. It's hard mm-hmm. to keep
1: track. We have listener feedback. We don't have any. Uh, we don't have any um, of the things of the voicemails. The things. Oh. What the hell's wrong with me?
3: Stand, you standard. You like, problems with our brains. I mean, I, yeah. I yeah. Don't expect nothing I, more or less from from us.
1: I somewhat feel like I'm more on point when we have more to do.
3: Yeah, we just kind of ramble when there's less news. Mm-hmm. For better or worse. Anyway,
1: uh, if you do want to leave us a voicemail, it's 205-259-6331. It'll be in the show notes as well. And um, But we do have some listen- listener feedback, and we're going to have to defend ourselves a couple of times, I think. Aww. iTunes, uh, the Brian of Steel <laughs> wrote us a, a podcast review. And he says, "Listen to this podcast."
3: So far, so good.
1: The gr- absolutely the Great Suicide Squad cast recommended this podcast, and I'm glad they did because this show is awesome.
3: Waiting for the other other it, other foot yep, to drop here.
1: Yeah. Even though they hate the masterpiece that is Man of Steel, no one is perfect. I guess.
3: All right. All right. Yeah. Two things are wrong. I don't. And, and, I don't hate Man of Steel. Yeah, uh, one, nobody's perfect. I guess is is uh, that's just true. We we don't. Uh, man, I appreciate it, but we don't hate that film. I yeah, I, I watch it occasionally.
1: I, every yeah, every time, Jason likes it more than I do. I I have wept
3: at that film before. I wept in the theater watching it.
1: <laughs> I, I I did too. I, I that have little, issues that little with it
3: about like they'll they'll try to follow, they'll stumble, all that stuff. I I, I, yeah. I freaking cried.
1: Um, I did still too. choke yeah. up when
3: I go back and watch that part it's and yeah. I'm one of the few people that actually and I think I'm the minority here and uh, mm-hmm. feel free to back me up if anyone's got me, my back on this one but I freely defend the uh, uh, Pa Kent walking into the tornado thing
1: I don't but yeah. it's
3: one of the points of contention we've had.
1: <laughs>
3: but I have I have tried to justify that on a number of occasions yeah um,
1: no I like the film There's Nothing wrong with that yeah, I think the uh, here's the thing, I I don't know if he went back and listened to the Man of Steel review that or, maybe or, or what happened.
3: I don't know. We but, when we did but, a lot of our reviews, we were pretty critical. So um, yeah, I, I understand where that that thought may have come from.
1: Yeah, but even in those, like I said repeatedly, I don't hate the movie. I like the movie. I just like it less than I felt like I should have.
3: Even that, like we. And had certain issues. Even for us, like liking and, something, amounts to sometimes us being really bitchy about it, and then still kind of liking it yeah. ourselves, but still being willing to, uh, you know, mm-hmm. rip it apart if we if we see the need.
1: Yeah, and uh, I though, think the premise of the premise of our Man of Steel review was you were going to try to defend it, and it always just came down to head canoning. But But <laughs> um, but even like but even I said that I liked yeah, the movie. That was I, we
3: we we went at. Uh, from opposite sides. I thought I did a pretty decent job defending it, but
1: but see, I'm different though. Like I'm, you know, a lot of people are like it was too dark and blah blah and I'm like I think I wanted it to even be darker cuz I was like, no, they should have had people blowing their brains out in a church.
3: Because there <laughs> were aliens. <laughs> there should have been vats of poison Kool-Aid.
1: <laughs> there should have Distributed been rioting throughout in the, the city. And you know, I I still kind of feel that way a little bit. Like for all Paul Kent said, like you have no idea what they're going to do when they find out. They didn't really do a whole lot. Now it, that followed that got followed up in BVS, and we did that review before BVS. But um, I, I feel like a lot of that got followed up in BVS, and and uh, I felt like they did a good job with yeah, it. Yeah, um, BVS made me I like. I remember thinking Man of that
3: we were pretty happy that BVS was going to follow up that thread, and absolutely, I, I, I can't remember exactly. I know the sentiment was there. I I think we mentioned that we hoped they followed that up when we did mm-hmm. our little, our little post, uh, uh, you know, autopsy, our little post-mortem. Yeah. Um,
1: but no, and I've subsequently said on the show, and look, we have over 400 episodes. I don't blame you for not having listened to every episode, but I, I, say, I have said numerous times, though, that I've watched Man of Steel several times, even since our review and have like, well, not several, but three or four times and have liked it more. Every time I've watched it, um, I still have a few, you know, quibbles. But you know,
3: yeah, I mean, there was some, there was a little bit of stuff that could have been done better continuity wise. But
1: and yeah, I'm just not going to get over the like, color who's... issue. I like, I want color.
3: Yeah, I was always <laughs> willing to uh, hang back and not hate on the color part a little bit, mm-hmm. but um, it, it never bothered me as much as it did you. But I mean, it's fun to joke about, but I never really cared as much. And there yeah. were there were a few threads in the film that probably could have been a little tighter sewn but um yeah, yeah. i like that i mean I'm, I'm just a guess i've probably watched it seven or eight times
1: yeah i'm not a i'm not a fan of goyer's dialogue i'm not a fan of his scripting i don't like his uh his plot motivations too mm. much um i always just feel like someone else could do the the good parts that he did but take the shitty parts and make them good yeah.
3: well i mean we, we've talked about man of Still a lot uh anyone who's listened yep. for for a long time knows this but uh the the one thing that I outright will not defend is that stupid busboy scene. <laughs> I got nothing. Yeah. I got nothing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That was.
3: Makes no sense. It elicited. Either within or a... without the context of the film. Makes no sense.
1: It elicited a chuckle from me in the theater. And then like two minutes later, I was like, but wait. <laughs> um, <laughs> but no, I don't. I wouldn't call the film a masterpiece, but I certainly don't hate it. No. Moving on. Thank you, by the way, for for the recommendation anyway. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, So, um, Omar El Malaya says, Hey guys, this is on Facebook. Always a fan. Have you heard that a few Arab countries banned the Wonder Woman film because the lead Gal Gadot is Israeli? Well, specifically she was in the Israeli army is why they did it. Uh, I wouldn't want you guys to get political. I know you hate that. We do. Yeah was just was just wondering if you did hear about it if you don't know or don't recognize I'm the one who's doing the shirt designs after the Netflix shows the guys over at MCU mentioned them from time to time they I I did not notice that until you said that I uh, we had a long conversation on Facebook he sent us some links to those shirts they look really badass mm-hmm. really cool he says big fan of you guys peace and love uh, he's he get, sent us a link to these shirts I'll put it in the um to the Designs. I'll put them in the uh, show notes. But uh, we we did see that, uh, and I just skipped it because I decided, eh, why? Oh, yeah.
3: I, I it's.
1: But um, I think it was just Lebanon, wasn't it?
3: I have no idea. I I skipped over I think it entirely. Was just Lebanon. It, it's one of those things where um, the politics on that are so fragile. I I don't even look into it sometimes. Yeah. I just really don't. I'm not qualified to judge a damn thing on mm-hmm. any of that. The, like. The only thing I could substantially say is, I'm just sorry anyone's not seeing this film
1: yeah that's that's kind of my point i you know they're like, well, you know she you know she was in the Israeli army. I'm like, um, no, she's an Amazon,
3: <laughs> she clearly trained in the not Israeli
1: i don't, I mean, I don't know what you know, I don't know what you're talking about with this quote unquote real world, yeah, yeah, but anyway, um. Justin Miramon left us a vo- uh, not a voicemail, an uh, email, <laughs> and uh, here's what he says. He says, and we might actually interrupt. have to interrupt him because it's pretty long, um, take this piecemeal. He says, so, okay, here's my thoughts on Dark Knight Rises, not that you guys asked and or care. We absolutely care, and we did ask in the Dark Knight Rises review. Sure. Prior to a few weeks ago, I had not seen Dark Knight Rises since it was in theaters, and I always recalled enjoying it. Then I subscribed to your podcast and saw that you guys had absolutely did it in a review. (laughs) And I was taken aback at how much you could hate this movie. I thought to myself, okay, well, at the time... I saw it. I was a very casual Batman fan who had not read any of the graphic novels, so I guess I was just naive. So I decided to purchase the bundle on Voodoo and rewatch the third one. I think I remember that one of your big gripes was that Batman would never take a 10-year hiatus. If so, that's not a very strong criticism because Nolan is basically making Dark Knight Returns Part 1 here, where Batman had done just that, quit for 10 years. Moreover... If you enjoyed that graphic graphic novel, then I don't see how you could hate this film, which pulls so heavily from it. Uh, let's back up real quick. Uh, he took, okay, in Dark Knight Rises, Batman took 10 years off because someone died. A girl who was not even dating him. She was with Harvey Dent. And this is after engaged, he...
3: by the way. Yes. Engaged. Engaged.
1: Charlie. Engaged oh, to Harvey Dent. And let, me, let me back this one step after And this is after Bruce and, tries to, like, cock block this dude and tries to commit adultery. Yeah, that's about the point. Um, <laughs> um
3: But our, our, our problems uh, stemmed from the, the fact that that relationship does not justify the action. Not so much that mm-hmm. uh, in, in Dark Knight Returns, uh, that is an entirely different there the calls for his absence there is is warranted there's
1: plus in dark knight returns he'd been doing he'd been batman for like 20 25 years presumably Not whereas in two-ish. dark knight rises
3: what is it 2ish mm? two-ish, 1ish 2ish two-ish? It, it it was a very small yeah. amount of time he's been batman yeah
1: yeah yeah dark knight rises he was batman for a year and a half he goes through. he spent more time being a thief and training with Ra's al Ghul and climbing the freaking mountain to find the the lotus flower, then he actually did ever become actually ever actually being Batman. Yeah, well, it, uh, something
3: I did like about Batman Begins is it spent so much time on his training. I can dig mm-hmm. that, but I Absolutely. can't I can't uh, forgive the idea that like a couple films later he's just uh, chilling practicing archery in his mm-hmm. uh, one of his yeah. many parlors.
1: Now, and you all, and he also, the guy actually also mentions here that, uh, the loss of a loved one also sent him into doing it, into quitting in Dark Knight Returns. I don't believe that's the case. It was, uh, the government shut down superheroes and when Batman and Ollie tried to stand against Superman, Superman freaking took Ollie's arm and Batman was like, well, shit, okay. I mean, what are you gonna do? <laughs>
3: I, I mean, Batman has, has always been, uh, He's a compatriot of Superman in that version of the story, at least. But mm-hmm. they've they've never completely agreed. yeah, no. they they're allies when when the time comes, and then they argue when it does. But there's a point where in in that book, Superman commits completely to not just truth and justice but the American Way. That's the part mm-hmm. that Frank Miller focused on. Is he well, commits even, to being a,
1: even more so than the American way to Ronald Reagan?
3: Yeah, to his portrayal <laughs> of, of of Ronald Reagan at the time. But like he commits to being a a, a government stooge, and that's how he's portrayed in yeah. that in that book. Is mm-hmm. he he follows the orders? He, that's what that's what he does. He is uh, kind of a Boy Scout, tried and true, like at, at the mm. nth level, you know, Boy Scout. And at some point, Batman just has to back out and go. Well, you know what? Um, this isn't a fight I can win. I'm it's me versus the entire government and a demigod. Mm -hmm. I guess I'm going to have to back. It's just, it's entirely different from I kissed this girl once and she died and And she wasn't even together. And she wasn't even like my girlfriend.
1: Yeah. Did you really grow up with her Bruce cuz like you guys left like It was each other like, when, uh, yeah she left even left when you were like
3: 10 Even there like they spent a couple years together when they were like 8 to 10 I don't even remember the names of the people I was friends with when I was 8 to 10 I barely do I remember some vague faces
1: But it was I I remember it being like this hey I remember that guy's name and his face kind of but I don't remember any real thing about that person
3: Actually let me put it this way
1: that made me friends with them
3: Zero of the people at my bachelor party i we're we're part of my friends group at eight eight, at eight to ten that's right zero
1: but i mean look i feel like the first of all the just throwing this out there with with the 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 10 year thing i mean i feel like batman had way more reason to quit in dark knight returns than he did in dark knight rises and in dark knight rises uh he actually did quit at the end he was just like well Dispose of the bomb. Gotta go to Italy.
3: Yeah. And that, and um, they, they leave you with the, the idea that like he, he quit because of that, and then you find some other girlfriend, and he, he quits again. Mm-hmm. It, it ends up being weirdly, uh, I don't know, weirdly romantic in a way that we end up not... That, that, sorry again if anyone disagrees, but we did not respect that about this version of Batman.
2: Yeah. Whereas
3: in Dark Knight Returns, he doesn't so much quit as he admits defeat, and it kills and, him for yeah. decades. Yeah. Like, it eats at him.
1: Um
3: until he finally and puts the the uniform back on and goes out man. there.
1: And also in you know in Dark Knight Rises I kind of feel like um, when you look at Dark Knight Rises and then you start to look back at the other films he stopped really being like as much as I say he stopped being Bruce Wayne the moment his parents died. When I look at that trilogy I go, "Oh my gosh, he stopped being Batman the moment Rachel said he couldn't she couldn't be with someone who was Batman." Because all through The Dark Knight...
3: Yeah. No, he's the, like the back half of that trilogy, he's trying to back away from the, the idea.
1: Yeah, he's like, I mean, okay, so i we need it down to organized crime, could you still be with me now? Could yeah. you... I yeah. mean, she's like, well, I'm with Harvey. And he's like, well, that's bullshit, because you said the well, thing. Well,
3: also in that trilogy, uh, <laughs> in the normal version that we're familiar with, he does... He, he stops being Bruce Wayne, you know, that night he makes the promise at his bedside, Mm-mm. right? Yeah. In the Nolan trilogy, it's really... To me, it's when he walks away from the courthouse with that gun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that he has to kind of admit that he's going to have to do something different.
1: Yeah, um, you know, it's just is my my biggest problem is an essential uh, inability by Nolan and his crew, or an unwillingness to understand the essence of the character. Um, they treated Batman as an illness, not as the underlying personality of the character. Yeah,
3: I mean, we've always preferred the the Kevin Conroy version of. Of of Batman.
1: Yeah, all right. So moving on. Uh, he says he continues. Let's look at some of the parallels between Dark Knight Rises and Dark Knight Returns. The pretense Batman having lost someone close to him has taken a ten year hiatus. We've addressed that. That's not the case. Um, suddenly he spring- decides to spring back into action with his reappearance happening in front of a squad car with two cops, one rookie and a senior cop, watching in awe as he drops in on criminals. I did say I liked that scene, in Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> yeah. To be fair. Uh they even had that same line from part 1. You're right. You're about to see something special, kid. Yep. Cool. Um <laughs> agreed. Gotham City taken over by an army who follows one big badass and physically intimidating leader. Well, Gotham City wasn't so much taken over by the mutants in Dark Knight Rises. They were there and they were a lot they were everywhere, but they weren't like they hadn't taken over like the actual like infrastructure of the government or anything this this wasn't like intergame taking
3: over or something this was just kind of a a plague
1: yeah um the antagonist bane is so obviously the mutant leader here the mask is the teeth he hangs out with his shirt off he defeats batman easily in their first meeting only to have bats come back and wipe the floor with him later i'm positive bane has those nips pierced under that fur coat thing he wears i don't remember the mutant leader having pierced nipples but no he had spiky nipples yeah he had spiky nipples and they may have been piercings, come to think of it. But who knows? Yeah, they, uh, I, I suppose they were colored, colored the same
3: studs or whatever but, they call them. But
1: but you know, Bane. I don't. I don't you know, if you're going to call him Bane, I want him to be Bane. I don't want him to be like a vague allusion to the mutant leader. Yeah. I don't care that the mask is teeth. Um, but that's not even my problem. My my problem. One of my big problems with the movie is you know, in short form, uh, because we did do an entire show about this. Yeah, we've got like I three thought we hours were pretty clear. Summer. I thought we were pretty clear on that. Um, there were tons of plot holes. Like, we talked about them in depth. Um, a lot of strange incongruities. Um, just strange people not making decisions they would like. No one's gonna, you know, say, Hey, Commissioner Sepsis over here, let's, let's do what he says and send everybody in the police force down to the tunnels. Yeah. And then get stuck there. That's not gonna happen. Right. Uh, you know, there, there's a ton of stuff. Like, there's no way you know Joseph Gordon-Levitt is going to be like oh he's batman because he looked at me a, w- a funny way yeah. in the orphanage uh, or hey Joseph Gordon-Levitt he's not going to be like hey i know exactly where like they said they actively said in the movie when gordon falls goes down that little waterfall in the sewer they're like he could go anywhere Joseph Gordon-Levitt finds him just runs up they never even show how he finds him he just runs up randomly and find, finds gordon yeah gordon, in, gordon should have died city of, that we should have never seen gordon several again.
3: million people and i don't know how many how many feet of sewer system he just finds him.
1: yeah it, it mm-hmm.
3: again we've gone into the all
1: right he says uh, jgl is kind of carrie kelly here complete with the end shot of him underground taking up the mantle of the batman not really yes he goes into the basically bruce leaves it to someone who he hasn't even trained like and, and, he much you know, just, he's not really Kerry Kelly. Yeah, he's just not.
3: No, no. Carrie they could Kelly have said his real Hunts name, it down in like a Tim Drakeish kind of way. Hunts down that role. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Like demands and they could have it. Said, they could have said his name was Dick Grayson or Tim Drake or any of the any of the actual Robin names, but they said his name was Robin. That feels like Nolan just said, "I've never read a book. Is his name really Robin? Who cares? Let's just do this." It, um, it felt like. But a, I just. It, yeah, it, 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 it was
3: kind of an abortion of a shout out, to be honest. Yeah.
1: Uh, the also, with
3: the with the Bane mutant thing, the, one of my major problems uh, with, with that idea is is just Bane has so much canon to him and so many good stories. There's Bane you, you is a you, very
1: good character.
3: He's a great character it, 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 when he's done correctly. Don't look at any mm-hmm. of the films that have ever been done no. before you judge me on that. <laughs> Read some actual books. <laughs> but he he. Um. He has so much potential. He's been on, he's been done so well, or written so well in the past. And it, it, to to take a character that is essentially not the main character from mm-hmm. one graphic novel and allude to that doesn't make a lot of sense. Just strategically, yeah. it doesn't.
1: And not not to mention the fact that in, I mentioned this elsewhere in the uh, in our in our crossover with the Suicide Squad cast when we reviewed Batman and Robin, they essentially reduce Bane to the role he had in Batman and Robin. Where he's just, like, the lackey of a lady.
3: Yeah. I mean, he had a lot more lines, but when it...
1: But you couldn't understand him.
3: <laughs> yeah,
1: it was a lot of, uh... You could kind of understand him.
3: I mean, yeah, I mean, I understand what he's saying. Mostly.
1: Mostly. I mean, yeah, really,
3: yeah. like, 75%. I, honestly, 25% of what he said, I had to go back and look up later. I did, yeah. to be fair. Mm-hmm. I didn't just ignore it, but, um... It, it it is just like at this point it's a fun thing to do like when you're fucking around with your friends do the whole like, whoa, 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 you know covered voice thing
2: mm-hmm.
3: it's it's just become comic relief for like screwing around with your buddies and the earlier version was just i mean i'm gonna pull some dialogue from that film <laughs> sound like a yeah. direct quote
1: yeah now look you know, and also JGL being or Joseph Gordon-Levitt being Carrie Kelly here, absolutely—that's un- absolutely false. Carrie Kelly became a support system for Bruce in Dark Knight Returns. Like literally, she's ha- she's hauling his ass back to the Batcave because he's too screwed up to to actually function. I mean, he would have died uh, on the
3: battlefield, so to speak.
1: Joseph Gordon-Levitt barely had much to say to to, to Batman, and. um it's just, it's just a completely different thing. And yeah, it they really just, is. It,
3: like it, uh, his uh, JGL's version of of this character, just I don't know, supernaturally knows where things are and has yeah. some weird conversation about orphan eyes, and then suddenly he's Robin.
1: <laughs> yeah. All right. So um, so he continues the ending and God, rises By the way, I, I'm
3: really sorry, dude. I hate I I hate to feel so antagonistic. I I mean. We appreciate you writing in. the The point is to have a dialogue. I hate to uh-huh. we're like disagreeing with everything you say, man. I know. I'm sorry.
1: I know. I know. Well, he he wanted to know why we hated it so much. Yeah. Like, I mean. Anyway. I,
3: I mean. Um, sorry. I, I I apologize. We're just we're just answering. I'm sorry.
1: Yeah so uh he says the ending and rises bruce wayne rides off into the sunset with selena and returns part two he presumably retires from being batman to train a new league of crime fighters crime fighters i don't think we are supposed to believe that old man wayne was going to return to batman otherwise what's the point of faking his death um he was not going well the point of of that was he he is batman that's his personality even if he's not wearing the mask the whole point was that he converted the uh, the mutants into the Sons of Batman, essentially, who took up his... Well, he, they took up the mantle and said that. but mm-hmm. And then he said, hey, you guys aren't doing it right. Let's do it this way. Mm-hmm. And they followed him because why the hell wouldn't On horseback. You? Damn it. Um, and, you know, so, you know, the Sons of Batman... Yeah, on horseback. Right. So the Sons of Batman, Carrie Kelly, and Ollie Queen are absolutely because they have to fake their own death. And, of course... That's part of the, the brilliance of Superman winking, giving Carrie Kelly the wink. He knows Bruce is still alive. Oh, yeah.
3: There's the wonderful moment. Officially, of he, he has hears to be dead. Heartbeat. He knows.
1: Absolutely. Officially, he has to be dead. That's the whole point. But, um, he's absolutely going to still be Batman. As we, and, and even as we see in Dark Knight Strikes Again, I mean, whether you want to consider that canon or not, a lot of people are like, no, nothing after Dark Knight return. Whatever,
3: dude.
1: Mm. Um, Dark Knight Strikes Again, not as good. But it had his points, um, and clearly he was still Batman, though not. Uh, he was much more stealth about it. Um, but no, it, that is a, a far cry from going and somehow finding out what eatery uh, Alfred was talking about. That's another big plot hole. Yeah, there's there's in the movie. A, about
3: fifteen different ways to mock that scene, as far as yeah, and you know, as go. far as
1: we're talking about plot holes, you want to know another one? How did Bruce get from? that desert hole to Gotham. If that,
3: no, travel doesn't exist if, in that film.
1: If there was, if there was no way to come in or out of Gotham, which had been established. Like Bruce Wayne times. can
3: traverse deserts to uh, Metropoli metropolis and in bare feet. If he has to, and Batman can outrun mm-hmm. nuclear bombs. I don't fucking know, man. It doesn't make any sense. That, yeah. It, it, uh, it's know, one it, of the, the many problems we had, but I, I it, anyway, the, the major problem though, is that like, The Dark Knight Rises version of Batman retires into some, you know, I'm going to be judgmental with this version of it, but into some sort of selfish happiness. Don't get me wrong. It's the same reason, like, in Mask of the Phantasm, when he's begging for his parents' forgiveness at their gravesite and says, I didn't know I'd be happy. Like, we're all weeping for him. Literally. I mean, me and you both Mm -hmm. cried watching that scene thinking, oh, my God, that's so tragic.
1: I've cried recalling the, that, that scene <laughs> on the show. Describing it to somebody. Yeah.
3: It, but like, at the, on, on one hand, we want that for Bruce Wayne, but we don't respect it out of Batman. So when Batman mm-hmm. retires to, to be with a girl that uh, he hasn't known for very long, much like the one that he retired for 10 years for. Mm-hmm. And hit some uh, Italian uh, cafe. We, we, we don't really give a shit. Doesn't resonate yeah. at all.
1: And sometimes, sometimes it like okay in the comics right now, Batman just proposed to to Catwoman. Yeah, if she says yes, couldn't be happier.
3: <laughs> I mean, I don't know how they're gonna make it work, but I'm happy about the story.
1: Hey, there's there's canonical precedents for it. And, Absolutely, you know, the the original comics, uh, Huntress was the daughter of, of Batman and Catwoman. Yeah. Um. There so was anyway, that weird
3: Kane period with the comics code authority that we won't speak of. <laughs>
1: Anyway, he he continues, uh, those are just a few parallels, and as I have found out via Google, after watching the movie again, there are a few websites that list a bunch more. I'm sure. I'm sure I saw them in the movie. Um, anyway, I also found Catwoman to be perfect here. I don't know if you guys had a problem with her, but I gotta tell you, I don't think we will ever get a better Catwoman than that. Have you seen Gotham? Uh from the look to her attitude Hathaway did the justice the, the character justice. She did a fine job. She was fine.
3: I got nothing against her in particular. Nothing not to, really. No, nothing no. against her. Yeah. I do like Anne Hathaway. Uh,
1: so my question is why do you guys hate this so much? Magic knee brace. It's a mix of Dark Knight return.
3: <laughs> it, not only Magic knee brace, <laughs> you bring in Thomas Lennon to introduce me to the magic. I'm already looking at him going, "Oh, this is going to be goofy." Yeah. And then you give me a magical medical device.
1: And it was goofy. How about uh, a punch to the back fixing a broken back? How about that? Yeah, there's so many reasons to not like this movie. I,
3: I'm I'm sorry, and um, but, man, feel free to continue to continue the conversation with us. Absolutely, I, I, I really hate that we're uh we're, I don't we're hate so this on the other so on the other side of this issue. I, I'm I'm appreciating. I'm even listening to it, but yeah. I, I just um yeah, I I've got I've got nothing. I've got nothing to offer. Like, I don't have a... Yeah. Th- I don't... No. I've, I've got nothing. There's no olive you know, branch mean, for me in this film as far as like, oh, oh, well, it may have made sense. I got nothing.
1: Ideally, you know, he would have heard... Justin, you would have heard us just talk about how, like, my opinion of Man of Steel got better over time. My opinion of Dark Knight Rises has gotten worse over
3: time. Yeah. and
1: Or at the very least, stayed the same.
3: I'm, I've just I, I noticed just more plot it.
1: holes. Um, I just can't he do says it. That, it's, he says uh, it is a mix of Dark Knight Returns and Nightfall translated to the big screen. Very well acted by everyone involved. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna argue against the acting. Our acting was fine. Um, I don't think you can use the Batman uh, would never quit argument either. I mean, you have to have a damn good reason. I don't think that Rachel was a damn good reason. No, I mean, he, unless you just don't like the canonically. Graphic novel either. He has
3: quit from time to time. It happens. Yeah, sure. But we're you know go back to Jason Todd. He was on the street in like a week. <laughs>
1: yeah. Unless you just don't like the graphic novel either, then that's fine. I get that. No, love that graphic novel. It's a fine graphic novel. It's
3: fantastic. I mean, Nightfall is a great story, too. It's nothing against that. Several generations, yeah. And, you know, great shout-out to the broken back and everything. It's just not – he didn't get that back by training with some ropes.
1: I I, I might get some flack for this, but Dark, Dark Knight Returns is way better than Nightfall nightfall was just it was fine and it's what got me really into reading comics like seriously into reading comics because i was just like what's gonna happen that serialization but um but yeah but looking back on it it was just like the the epitome of hokey 90s bullshit stunts
3: i mean that's fine it was, yeah. it, was it was it was a cool story it
1: just um and part of me goes like well i not how you much shit you're gonna get
3: from, for, for saying that it's not as yeah. good as dark knight returns i mean shit dark knight returns I is mean, like top five on anybody's yeah. list
1: yeah, I mean, it's like, what, Dark Knight Returns, Kingdom Come, and who the hell cares after that? I mean, <laughs> I mean, I mean
3: it really, uh, you, get, you go for anybody's top five DC and it's going to be like, all right, so I don't know where Dark Knight Returns is, but it's in the top five somewhere. Uh-huh. And then they start playing around.
1: And now we have to include Watchmen in that because of Rebirth. And- right. You know, that's not fair. That's like Citizen Kane.
3: I still throw All Star Superman up there with any of it. And Red Sun.
1: Oh, All Star Superman is so good. Oh, Red Sun is so good, too. I think
3: we just did our top five, right?
1: Yeah. Moving on.
3: It was an accident, <laughs> but it happened. Ask us tomorrow. It may uh, be slightly different.
1: So Justin continues When I rewatched this movie post listening to your review, post listening to our review, I was ready to hate it. You're on the right track, Justin. <laughs> but <laughs> but I actually liked it even more, having then read some comics and graphic novels. I'm glad this movie exists, and I feel like we Batman fans should not take for granted a solid Batman movie, because we never know when the studio will, will revert back to the parodies of the 90s. Thanks for reading if you did. I know it's long. Respond if you'd like, or maybe respond to this on the show. I am sure that I will be listening. All right. For better I or worse,
3: abso- we did respond on the show.
1: We did respond on the show. I'm absolutely on board your thought that, you know, it might revert Well, it might revert or not, not even to what, what, what it was in the nineties, but you know, everyone, that's would have been, been one of my big concerns though, with everyone's like, Oh, the tone is so dark and gritty. That's exactly what we've wanted for the last 20 years. Yeah. Why are you going to be bitches about I mean, it now? And for, at whatever. Whatever. But he
3: didn't get to do it. And Schumacher <laughs> apparently wanted to try it, but didn't get to do it. Yeah. Uh, now we're finally well, getting to try. No,
1: no. Burton did it, but did like this weird, like macabre, camp he, he version Burton'd of it. it up. Well, I mean, the first one was pretty damn good.
3: Yeah, but it wasn't. I it, had my problem—it's not nearly with it, as gritty it was as what awesome. we're doing with today. I mean, it, we we weren't no. there yet. It, and like, the, I'm, you there know, were, if there you... was some water testing happening, but. it...
1: And if you were if you were in the camp that was going like, "Oh man, you uh, it was too grim, it was all grim dark. That's the that's the term they like to use now, grim dark." Oh, I haven't heard that <laughs> one yet. Okay. Batman v. Superman is gr- Is there uh, a grim light? Yeah, I don't know. You you've heard you've heard grim dark because I've mentioned it on the show and you were like, "Oh, I haven't heard that one before."
3: Oh, okay. <laughs> so I'm relearning this term that I apparently keep forgetting. <laughs>
1: it's a it's a term that hipster article writers like to use to diminish a movie.
3: I do as a matter of course try to forget those terms. So it may just be my brain yeah. doing what I ask it to do.
1: But if you're if you're one of those that's going like, oh, it was too gr- Batman v. Superman's grim, dark, and blah, blah. I put on Batman v. Superman last night as I was prepping for this show. <laughs> and I lost about an hour of work because I couldn't stop watching it. <laughs> it is that good. I'm sorry. Yes, it was the Ultimate Edition. No, I don't accept any other edition.
3: Once you've seen it, you cannot go back.
1: But I don't give a shit I love that I, I love it It's great <laughs> It's got some issues I've got some quibbles with it No reason to be angry with me over it I dig it y'all Anyway um, Justin thank you for uh, For for writing to us And talking to us about all this I don't Honestly I don't Really care How much it has In common with Dark Knight Returns I don't agree with you on a lot of that, but and I feel like they had homages. Yeah, um, definitely homages. But they there were there are a lot of homages, but I feel like they didn't really understand what was good about it, and they I don't feel like they understood the character because if you watch the um like the behind the scenes and stuff, they even talk about how like they felt like Batman the persona of Batman was a crutch to Bruce Wayne, and how they wanted to like move Bruce by the end of the trilogy, they wanted to move Bruce Wayne beyond. The notion of Batman to be able to live a life, and looking at that, and like looking back at the trilogy, this evident all the way through, and it kind of just puts a stank on the trilogy for me because for me, like I feel like Batman is always supposed to be Batman. He always wants to do what's right. He always wants to use his the tools at his disposal to make sure that nothing like that happens to a kid again. Oh yeah, that's whether that's or not attached yeah, to whether. Whether you want to take it in the Adam West direction, where he's just like, I'm a pretty bright guy, and one day I'm going to, you know, become a mayor or something, maybe. (laughs) Or if you want, you know, more of a golden or silver age type of situation. Or if you want to go into the, I'm going to be a creepy old man who lives in a body brace of my own devising and controls robots and or a teenager in a Batman suit. <laughs> 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 Both
3: of those worked out. Okay.
1: But you know, like one of my favorite things is like, I feel like when you're talking about like Batman thinking about, uh, having a life, love and romance, et cetera, you look at mask of the phantasm and you go like, I wasn't counting on being happy. Mm-hmm. Oh, that is, that's, 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 a that's a devastating the line, part, yeah. man. Um, that's, that's a sweet spot where you can do that. And then you push it forward and you look at that episode of Batman Beyond where he's just lonely and sitting in the cave and looking at all the pictures of the women he loved over the years and how he ruined, thinking about how he ruined all of Every those
3: relationships. Every single chance he had.
1: Because of Batman. Yeah. Well, that's the kind of shit that I can really dig into. But that's because a nice he can't where, not like, be can nice thing where you can,
3: you can humanize him and then it, it reinforces the choice he made.
1: Yeah. And you know, look, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna begrudgingly err on the side of Grant Morrison here and be like, Ev- you know, every version of Batman is valid. Okay, fine. That means that means Nolan's Batman too. That's fine. Maybe just, there, there's wait, a version just... of Batman out there who was just Bruce Wayne who pretended to be a Batman for half a minute.
3: Yeah, we're just gonna retell the series. I'm gonna propose <laughs> uh, Bruce Wayne begins, um, <laughs> yeah, the Gray Knight, and Bruce Wayne rises,
1: <laughs> the adulterous knight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The
3: Hound Dog Night. Um,
1: yeah. Like I said, we, we, we go on about this much more in the review. If you guys haven't listened to it and just want to know more about what, what our issues are with the film, I'm sure we're pretty repetitive. <laughs> if you, if,
3: yeah. We're, we're, I'm, we've we redone half that podcast at this point.
1: Yeah. A little bit. Oh, about a fourth. Moving on. It went on. Uh, it went on
3: way longer than we thought it would.
1: We love you, Justin. Thank you for listening and thank you for writing us that letter. And um, Please
3: continue listening. Thank you for listening.
1: I Please apologize one more time. <laughs> Sorry, man. And I just want to say one more time, Sepsis. Yeah. Yeah. Sepsis. Rick's story over on Twitter says, uh the Witter Woman. Uh the widow Woman's first appearance was hilarious. Witter Woman is a uh is a person, we don't know who it is, but they um they they have left two voicemails so far. Rick's story says first appearance was hilarious, second was just sad. I was kinda hoping it was a wrong number. I said on Twitter yeah, Witter Woman's got to step step up her game Uh, so that's a challenge out there to you uh,
3: Witter Woman that's on you now, we're just passing the message along
1: because I'll be honest the second Witter Woman message was kind of just bringing up the same stuff that was brought up in the first one it was a little bit like a bad sequel you gotta come up with new material Witter Woman
3: Mm. well, uh, the gauntlet has been thrown
1: the gauntlet has been thrown. It is on the floor. Uh, um, I've
3: We don't know who the hell you lost, are, so, you know. I've
1: accidentally lost a toe now. Yeah. Um,
3: There's at least a whelp.
1: I'm not going to take up Witter Woman. I'm not going to start doing that bit. No, hell no. <laughs> Just so we can have a stupid character on the show?
3: <laughs> no, whoever this person is, it's their job to keep a stupid character on our show, not ours.
1: That's right. They started this. Yeah, You were Todd Berry circa late night with... David Letterman, uh-huh. I hope you're proud of yourself. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. I pulled that out. All right. All right. Look up your um, comedian
3: history. It's all true, baby.
1: <laughs> okay. Um, so, yeah. Give me just a second. <laughs> I am an idiot. Ah. I believe that's the one. All right, so last week on the show, I uh, was talking about the Josh Gad thing, about how uh, someone sent me the the Jod- Josh Gad uh, with uh, Jeff Johns and John Berg holding the Penguin comic, and I said I didn't remember who it was. It was Eli Hernandez oh. on Twitter. Okay. So, because he was like, oh, Dave. <laughs> you can tell by the way he that said, too, oh, Dave. Dave. Like, he's he's a listener. Yeah. Oh, Dave. <laughs> Like in this way, that like yeah, I know you're not gonna remember. It was me who sent you that pic of Josh Gad as the Penguin. Oh, um, so I'm sorry, buddy. I'm I'm real bad about it. I want to point bad.
3: this out to 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 anyone who's uh, <laughs> been with us this long. We we did this ourselves. We don't have production assistants that come and correct us on shit. We have to actually remember things, and That's that right. goes poorly.
1: <laughs> That's right. All right. Um. Yeah. So I'm sorry, Eli Hernandez. Uh, I don't even know. I don't even know what to say. You know how bad it is. I, uh, I knew your. I remembered your name was Eli and I realized I had not written your name down in the notes. I copied and pasted your message. <laughs> so yeah, I had to look you up on Twitter real quick and be like, Oh yes, Hernandez. That was right. right. I was not, I was not, I knew it, but I wasn't a hundred percent sure of it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, my, my fault. Moving on, uh, that's all we have. Moving on to nothing. That's all we have. We'll have a D...
3: (laughs) Moving on to the next episode.
1: Yeah. We'll have a DC TV news episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. We are DC On Screen. You can find every episode at dconscreen.com. We will read your incredibly long email, and uh, we do appreciate it. Unfortunately, we'll uh, respond to it. Unfortunately, we will respond to it. People are like, I don't want to write the email because I don't want to hear them respond to it. I think that was the most boring response to a well-thought-out email that I've ever heard. What the hell is wrong with you guys? Well, it's just who we are. I mean... Anyway.
3: <laughs> I, I would only say that we can probably make it even more boring and longer. We could. That's probably us reining ourselves in. I haven't listened but back. That
1: would once, but that would once again require effort.
3: Yeah, we're not into effort.
1: We just kind of hang out in that like I'm not even I'm 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 not even going to keep on with that because I work really hard on this show every week. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, nope. nah, girl, I can't I can't I can't, can't, I can't do that can't, to myself. Can't follow
3: me there, okay? Well, I I, I like your self esteem, I do.
1: No, yeah. I mean it's not even self esteem. Like for the shitty for the shitty product that you guys get, I work really hard on it. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> See, I was self deprecating again.
3: Aww. Anyway and the cycle continues.
1: Come back. Come hey, come talk to us. We there was a lot of fan feedback. We it wasn't even feedback. We were it was just conversations on Twitter and Facebook that we didn't even talk about this episode because we've already had the conversation. Why? <laughs> but um but we have a lot of fun talking to these to you guys all all of you. Uh, well, not all of you. Some of you are dicks. And I think that shows in the conversations we have. But <laughs> it's an accepting thing. It's it's, it's a like, thing okay. we all
3: learn. You get out far enough into the world, and you're gonna find a series of dicks.
1: Yeah, I'm not naming names.
3: I don't even know the. I names. probably won't. I'm just yeah, I'm just prob- sure statistically yeah. there's a series of dicks.
1: Yeah. Sometimes there's like you know an occasional person on 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 Twitter or whatever that's just like you know decides to message me and be like you're an idiot. I'm like thank you. <laughs> I don't know.
3: <laughs> Yeah, that's inevitable.
1: <laughs> but anyway.
3: You could sit there with a blank account, never say a word, and someone eventually on Twitter is going to go like, you're an idiot. Like <laughs> I, I have <laughs> yeah. literally never posited a single thought on this forum. Thank you so much, though, for your input.
1: Right. Yeah. Anyway, we are DC On Screen. You can find us DC On Screen on Twitter, Facebook. It's one word on, on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Uh, DC screen at gmail.com. Again, one word uh, to leave us. Whatever size email you would like to send us. And, um... Oh, yeah. Christopher White has brought it up a few times. Apparently, I never mentioned that he got me a really sweet Batman, the animated series, PVC figure. Because I promised that I would, I would mention it. Because, you know, months ago, when I talked about all the cool crap I got for Christmas, I didn't mention that. And he had sent that to me. And apparently... I thought I had mentioned it, but he said I didn't. Yeah. So... Now I have mentioned it, and Christopher White is one of these one of these listeners. The, he's just the dream listener. He uh, sends us things to put on the show. He sends us things to put on our shelves. Mm-hmm. Great, and dude. Uh, really great, really great guy. We've become friends with him over the last couple of years, and it, we we have we we didn't mention it, but we have actually been doing this for over two years now. Isn't that crazy? Good Lord. Um, How time, but
3: anyway, um, um, I mean, bringing it up again, you want to just go like Merry Half Christmas.
1: Merry half Christmas. <laughs> and uh, we'll be coming right back with DC TV news. Until then, keep some DC on your screen.
0: Me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> Okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name your price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm going to need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The, the name your price tool, minibus. only from Progressive. <laughs> the owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxwain. Progressive Casualty Insurance top. Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what?